That's all this is. Yeah. That's my take. It's a it's a waste of effing time. Um, <laughs> like you know, to put it to put it more succinct, this is just a waste of effing time, B. Like, come on, man. But I think most people know that. Like, boys about it's to call, it's, a, it's a waste of time for you and I because we know ain't no result. Ain't the result we want or expect isn't really going to happen. But politically, it's actually a pretty smart strategy. It might get something yeah, done. Yeah, I mean, that, 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 that's if you're going to get anything from it. I don't even... I, if you, you can, know, yeah, if you're going to get something from it. Yeah. I don't, I don't think Boy going to give him nothing. Boy ain't giving him nothing, man. He gonna, yo, he's going to call their bluff, man. Let's, he like, let's have it. I was laughing. Like, soon as, he hit the, he, soon as they did all that, the impeachment came down. My man hit the gram right away, like, that's what so, so basically, Jimmy brought it back to what the three of us love is the entertainment value. So my man's like, yo, y'all going to impeach me? So yeah, he's the he's president of the United States. He got impeached, and he went straight to Instagram to talk trash. Like for me, I don't even have any bars on the actual impeachment or the process. I'm just amazed at how many, you know, armchair social media. Political pundits Justice. are out here Justice warriors. speaking on the situation, and obviously by their comments, they have no idea what impeachment means. Um, Yo, but yeah. here's the crazy part about that. The crazy part about that, Dev, at least on my timeline, right? So my, here's how my timeline is. My timeline is a bunch of people excited about the impeachment, but I probably have more people yelling at people not knowing what impeachment is than in people who don't even know what impeachment is. Yo, like I, have I just think it's funny. Like, so like, like, yo, I got so many people like y'all so dumb. Y'all don't know what impeachment. Yo, that's like a majority of my timeline. I'm like, well, hold up, who y'all talking to? Y'all talking to yourself? Yeah. Because truth be told, let's keep it. Let's keep it. Let's keep it a real. Let's keep it as an E40 would say. Let's keep it a sound wow, right? Like I understand <laughs> the process. I understand no the problem. process, but I don't even fully understand the entire process. So. I don't think most people understand the entire no, process they, of impeachment. Because, because, because they think impeachment is synonymous with removal, and it's yeah, not. I was about to say, you know that much. I do know that much, but it's like it's, yeah. as, as I'm watching TV and learning the nuances of, like, you know, this could happen or that could happen. It's like, well, damn, I don't know, hmm. you know, um, the, the, the full, uh, you know, the breadth of what it could actually mean. But I have seen Yeah, because what I've seen – Last night when it hit, I saw like so much celebration and just starting to read people's comments. Like, like I said, I'm, I don't care enough to to be on there. Like, oh, you're stupid, y'all don't know. I just find it amazing. And that the part that you're talking about is funny too, because I've seen that too. The people who vocally go on and kill everybody because they're not up on politics as much as they are. Um, but yeah, I saw a I'm lot like, of people politicking, kind of on some like. Ding dong, the witch is dead type thing, and I'm sitting there like, boy, I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I ain't going nowhere. Every everybody, everybody on social want to be an expert in, in everything, and and you know it's just like, dude, like we all out here learning, man. Everybody learning, yo. Man. You know what? Yo. Not, but if you're gonna be on social and be an expert, there's nothing wrong with that. Just Google. It's your friend. Like uh, that's all I tell yeah, people all the time. Yo, there's no, I got to be stupid. sucked into an argument about something that we're gonna talk about on the show later, and I'm like, after like 24 hours of arguing with this person, I'm like, why am I doing this? 
Like, like, cause first of all, yeah. at, you know, after a while, I start bringing out the receipts and I start showing facts, and then the person's still saying what they're saying. I'm like, okay, I keep forgetting. Jimmy keeps trying to tell me in 2019, facts don't matter. Um, Come on, man. Damn, I'm like, president, man. So I'm like, why? Yo, if somebody hit you with a fact and you don't like it, you just say, yo, that's fake news. Come on, man. Right, right. <laughs> bro said, bro said, bro said, you you twisting the. You twisting the facts to fit your narrative. I was like, yo, I di- I didn't like say anything about the facts. I just showed them to you. I didn't write this article. Like, I didn't write this factual information. It, it's weird, man. But we'll, we'll see what's 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 gonna come of it. Um, yo, the mere, the you know, if he goes to trial in January. We sitting here arguing. We sitting here arguing about in, the impeachment of Biff Tannen. How did Biff Tannen get into the White House, though? Yo, Yo, I'm still, I still, I still trip. Like we, I still trip that he's like he. Um, Yo, this dude is. Yo, he's here. Yeah, I mean, but America America has America's pretty embarrassing lately. I mean, there was a story this morning that the U.S. government list listed Wakanda as a trade partner, like on a real document. <laughs> Wakanda and, forever. You know, yeah. And, and oh, that can't be real. Definitely <laughs> real. <laughs> it's like a USDA spokesperson said that the kingdom of Wakanda was added to the list by accident during a staff test. Um. <laughs> This is America. Shout out to to the Glover, Donald Glover. But this is this is America, man. And and I mean they put him on there as a, a trade partner. And shout out to to the homie Hank Billy Beige, aka Billy Beige. Um, they said the list of goods that the two nations apparently traded included ducks, donkeys, and dairy cows. So America put Wakanda on their trade list. And we weren't even getting vibranium from it. We Shout wasn't even getting no vibranium, bro. <laughs> Yo, how you do that and you're not getting no vibranium? Yeah. So I just wanted, you know, <laughs> so when you ask questions like, how does Biff Tannen get into office in the United States? It's not that unbelievable, man. We're in a different time now. Nothing's unbelievable. All right, man. So <laughs> that, that, I want to say that's unbelievable, but it's it's really not unbelievable. All right, let's get into some some hot topics. Um, we also got uh, Gus online waiting to give his investment picks for the week. But before we do that, hot topics and Gus's investment picks are brought to you by MyBookie. You guys can make tons of bread sports betting at MyBookie. The NFL is in its final stretch, and the NBA is gearing up for a big Christmas. So if you still haven't checked out MyBookie, this is the perfect time to do so. You can lay down some cheese on the biggest games in sports. Join us, the War Room, and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. AG. You're tired of getting excuses when it's time to collect on your bets. That's why we urge you to join my bookie. You win, they pay out fast. No hassle. No ass betting. I'm about wasting your time sports betting anywhere else. They even have live betting. So you can place wages after the game. Join now and my bookie will match. 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps. 
Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. <laughs> What's I'm up, just man? saying, What's like, I'm about to come up. I'm about, to, I'm about to just go to my account, load up a bunch of bread, and whatever Gus come on and tell us, I'm just going to go the opposite. Statistically speaking, I should, I should, you know. All right, we're going to get Gus some right out of and, and see what he thinks about that strategy. Gus, what's up, man? <laughs> Hey, I can't argue with him based on my last few weeks for his own. It's all it's all love, Gus. It's all Yo, love. Yo, man, it's all love, bro. You my man too, man. God, oh, man, he load up his brother and go the opposite. <laughs> oh man. All right, well if y'all don't know what we're talking about, Gus, you went out one and four last week. 37-41-1 and one overall. He's still got two weeks to get over 500. Usually, this is the time of year when you're going on your amazing run. I think um, hey, you're doing it's time for Hail Marys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's time for a few. Uh, just when you do it, don't get sacked like um, uh, Dwayne Haskins. Um, so, let's start with the, the Bills and Patriots, man. The Bills are plus six and a half. In Foxborough to face the Patriots, what are you going to do with that one? Okay. Um, the Bills are a, a very undervalued team. Of course, I said that about Denver last week, and they stung up the place. But um, <laughs> the Bills, uh, plus six and a half, you know, it's, that's that's a big number in a division game. I think they're very confident. I don't think they fear New England's offense in any shape or form. I'm taking the Bills plus that six and a half. All right. Then we got an over-under game here. We got the Texans and Buccaneers. Uh, The over-under number on that one is 49-and-a-half. Yeah, that's actually come down a bit, which sort of surprises me. Tampa Bay has gone over in 11 of its last 12 games. Uh, The Texans, not to that degree. They've been about pretty even, but they shouldn't have any trouble scoring on Tampa Bay's defense, so I'm taking the over there. All right, and then we got your Steelers and Jets. The over/under on that one is thirty-seven and a half. Okay, Pittsburgh has gone under six straight games. Uh, the Jets are hardly an elite offense, and with the Steelers' quarterback situation, I don't see how this is a high-scoring game. Um, so I'm taking the under there. All right. Uh, who we got next? We got the Dolphins. Uh, minus one versus the lowly Cincinnati Bengals. Well, they're simply Dolphins the better of the of two bad teams. <laughs> so uh, I'm taking the Dolphins just to win, and that's all they have to do is win the game. It's in Miami. Um, you know, sort of lesser of the two evils, so to speak, there. All right, and we got the Bears uh, plus six versus the Chiefs. Going with the Bears, um, I just think they're in a I'm, – I'm, kind of shocked they didn't play or at least the offense didn't play better last week but I, I think they're obviously they're in a almost pretty much out of it if not all I don't know if they're officially out of it yet they may still have a outside chance but um um but I'll take the Bears plus a six and then I got my two Hail Marys that I got to throw in there just so the man won't, won't advertise going against me is the best strategy for making money <laughs> <laughs> all right I got I'm gonna add two more here um I got it, I got it, I got it. But, look, Daniel Jones is back. 
whenever the whenever that Washington football team is favored, I want to go in the opposite direction. And it's also a good strategy for your pools in this area because there are a lot of Washington fans. I'm taking the Giants plus the two. That's one. The other one, I have to believe that after that humiliating performance by the Colts, that they're going to bounce back. They go up against Carolina. Will Greer will be starting from West Virginia, his first start. This isn't the Big 12. I'm taking the Colts minus that six and a half. Um, so my two upset specials, I'm going to go with the Bills and the Giants to win outright. Uh-oh, Bills over Patriots, Giants over the Washington professional football team. All right. Hail Mary time. We're going to see, uh, see how this goes, Gus. Um, yeah, I'm playing for the contract next year. Oh, yeah, let everybody know about your, your newest piece on WarRoomSports.com. Oh, um, the most overhyped award in sports. My guess is that X percentage, given the time of year, X percentage of people who haven't even seen it yet already know what I'm talking about. So, Pretty much. Hi. So go to, go to WarRoomSports.com and check that out. Um, get to MyBookie.ag and uh, put your bread in. I'm not telling you how to go. <laughs> I'm not giving you the advice that Jimmy gave us, but go on there and get it. All right, guys. Uh, thanks again, and we will talk to you next week. Hopefully some of these Hail Marys, um, you know, give you a, a pretty great week for us to talk about next week. All right. All right. Talk All to right, you next guys. Week. Have a good one. All right, brother. Good, gentlemen. We appreciate you. All right, Gus Griffin, everybody. Everybody get to mybookie.ag. Put in that promo code WARROOM, all caps, W-A-R-R-O-O-M, and get your picks in. All right, man, before we, you know, we talked to Fred Purdue about some of this stuff going on in college football, man. We know the NFL. We're not going to ask him about his, uh, his NFL team cheating. (laughs) I'm like how many times can he answer those questions I mean they it's, yo, That should be the whole segment Someone made the point they to me today That's like Someone told me that the, the Patriots cheating Is like similar to Trump getting impeached Like it's a whole bunch of noise And nothing yeah. happens It's never going to happen yeah. So, yeah. You know. They're cool there's never going to be a day where they start snatching Super Bowls Yo, and all that kind of stuff. So I, I, it doesn't matter. That's why they keep doing it. Because if, if you're I, naive enough to think that the only time they're doing it is when they get caught, then you're just stupid. <laughs> you stupid. I, think if you, I, I think if you've been caught three or four times, it means you do it all the time, every single week. Hey, and, you, you know, you, been, you once, been, you, you once you're doing it against the Bengals, it's an every week thing. <laughs> yeah, because you got, ain't even got no man, reason to cheat against the Bengals, so right. you got to be It's just routine. They got caught cheating. My man got caught getting a washi washi. We ain't nothing about it. It's just over with. Like it's done. <laughs> it disappeared. Yo, but it disappeared, man. Two videos of the scandal, deflating the rock scandal, washi washi. They had a they had a player catch a body. Yo, yeah. more than one body. More than one body. And then caught his own body. He was gang banging. And he was gang banging. Yo, they literally had a gang banger with speed. Yo, yeah, yeah. and my man was not really a tight end. Y'all didn't hit those yeah. bars, though. But my question is if you look at, ba- at Brady's <laughs> legacy, the butcher coming there. How does. 
yo, don't do that. I turned this whole show into Griselda. Um, <laughs> if you look, if you look at Brady's legacy, how does this cheating impact that legacy for y'all, or does it at oh, all? It, the key words was for y'all because I was about to, you know, give you the spiel. Like, well, you know, at this point, Brady and the Patriots are very polarizing figures, so that's what it is. It's it's individually for y'all. Like whatever the individual feels, because you have people who already are going to defend everything that happens to Brady and the Patriots. And then you have the mm-hmm. people who use every single thing as ammunition to say that they're cheating. I mean, I think, you know, I, I mean, we lived through the whole thing. I'm going to, I mean, it's not going to be on my mind, but I'm going to go to my grave knowing that the Patriots were cheaters. At the same time, I'm going to sit here and say, you know, why didn't my team do the same stuff? Because team just, like, just like Jimmy said, when they do get caught, it's nothing but a bunch of noise. Ain't nobody snatching Super Bowls, so why not? Why not? These billion-dollar franchises can pay $500,000 fines and lose a couple of draft picks. What the hell do you need Yo, draft picks for if you know everybody plays? Draft, draft. I ain't give anybody to snub out a play that we know. I need a draft pick for. Yo, <laughs> yo, now that you now that you break it down in those terms, I wish I could go back in time. I could have played for the Patriots, man, with a, yeah. with a little help, man. Jeez, I definitely yeah. could have rocked if I knew if I knew what was coming before I, it was coming. I know, but if I know what gap to be in every time, you know what I mean. <laughs> I know I knew what got to be in. But yeah, I just always wonder how that impacts how you view Brady and how you view Belichick. For me personally, understanding professional sports as I do, I still think Belichick is one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest. I've always thought Brady is is overrated. Not that he doesn't belong at the yeah. table of gods. But I still think that he's overrated. I think he's an all-time great, but I think he's overrated. I'm still taking the big head bull. Uh, no, I, I, I'm I'm there with you. I mean, and you know, I've always had trouble with Brady. He's he's so difficult to read for me because you always have he ain't better than Breeze. You always have the circumstances yeah. like, man, Brady. You know, they win like that, but at the same time. Whenever dude goes out, they don't really lose a beat, no matter who the quarterback they is. Still like, you got to keep yeah, that kind of stuff in mind. So, like you, know, you said, he ain't especially better, after after he Jimmy wrote the, the greatest sports book to to ever grace the shelves, like ever. I'm you know I'm I'm not with the it's, it's difficult for me to be in the goat conversations, but the fact that people think he's like universally considered the goat right now is like. I've always yeah, had that, that's stupid. That's stu- that. Yeah, that's stupid. But you know what that's though? Stupid to me. I've always but had listen, problems. listen, Jimmy, real, real quick. Not even, not even Breeze. Let's go for like for real, for real. Because I know you, you kind of saying that because of what Breeze just did. And but well, Elway, not even just that. You think, because you think, because you people, think dude is better than you think dude's better than Elway? Well, here's the thing though. No, I think Elway's. I think Elway's at the head of the table. But here's my thing though. Okay. And, and that has nothing to do. That has nothing to do with the team he played for. I'm just talking about just skill set. Elway, actually, no, I, I don't Elway think he's better than Elway. I moved Elway to two in, in terms of my team. Well, and I mentioned this on the show before. The best quarterback that I've seen, skill set wise, is probably Aaron Rodgers. But that's Aaron, either here or there. Middle, middle um, lark, lemon. 
Yo, because he was—he's like—he's like—he's yeah. like New Age Elway. But anyway, getting back to the whole Breeze Brady thing, I—I I keep saying that because we we brought that up on the show before, and people were laughing at us like it's like they hit us with the, no, that's a real no, question. No, 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 Breeze, Breeze, like, like Breeze. They, I'm gonna put Breeze in context. Breeze is the is almost the exact opposite of Tom Brady for me. They're both great, but I think Breeze is underrated. If you laugh at Breeze being in the conversation, he's way underrated. Yeah, he's yeah, underrated. Absolutely, absolutely. But you know, the crazy part about this whole Brady conversation, though, right? Um, because of how he's been playing this year, I think it's a little, little bit of chinks in his armor because I hear a lot of pundits, national and, and even just people online, like you fell off. poop on him a little bit. They started yeah, to poop on him a little bit. I'm like, oh, okay. So. Yeah, but they waited till he was 42 to poop on him. Yeah. And the only reason he's doing that or, 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 or right. Deb, they've been consistent. They've been consistent. And if you're consistent, even if you was wrong back then, eventually you're going to be right. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about, I'm talking about some people that have been – I'm talking about some people that usually have been, like, you know, jawbone in one way, like, like calling them the greatest. Like, some of them have even – some of them have even, like, jumped off and, you know – Jumped off the bandwagon and yeah. started throwing rocks at him. I mean, you know, he's, he's outside even the then, they really they really have no receivers. And they're missing, Gronkowski more than I, they're missing Gronkowski more than I thought they would. Yo, my yeah. man only yeah. throws the ball to Edelman. Ever when it's only all said and done, and they they at some NFL goal. event and they actually talking to Brady face to face, they are gonna make sure they qualify it though. Like, look, man, I didn't start saying a negative thing about you till you was forty two years old. Nobody beats Father Tom, yeah. so you can't blame me. Yeah, it's gonna be that kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they still gonna eat it. They still gonna eat his John. Okay, yeah, probably. <laughs> yo. <laughs> so uh, your word. The worst All Star game in sports. The Pro Bowl rosters have um, come out. Um, so was, you know we're gonna talk about Pro Bowl snubs, but ain't nobody got time to go right. through. All of the rosters of a team of a, of a game that we're not even going to watch. So I'll just go to the one that a lot of people are talking about, and of course that's the quarterback position. In the AFC for the quarterback position, uh, we have what the hell is it? Um, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, and then the NFC for the quarterback position. Three running black guys. We have <laughs> Well, not really with Mahomes. A half African American. Yeah. He's and for the African. NFC, but you can keep that energy. NFC, we have. Uh, oh wait, I went down to the to the team joints by position. In the NFC quarterback, we have where the hell is it? Russell Wilson. Uh. uh what's Aaron. his name? Drew Brees. And Aaron Rodgers. So a lot of people out there are screaming on the NFC side that um, Dak Prescott is getting snubbed, getting left out. Um, How? I saw a couple of head-to-head comparisons of him and and Aaron Rodgers, and they're saying, you know, Dak pretty much beats him in every statistical category, even though they're ignoring the fact that Dak has 11 interceptions to Aaron Rodgers' two interceptions, and the fact that Dak's team is 7-7. and And Aaron Rodgers' team is out there battling for you know, a top two seed in the NFC. Now, I'm gonna go now ahead. hold up, I'm though. A, I'm going to go ahead because I got big but bars on this. Not, not even because I, I hate dude. 
Not even because no, I hate no, I'm gonna say, let me let me say because I know you about to poop on that. Before you poop on that, <laughs> let me give that let me let me let me give the opposite the opposite me, reaction to that because I was actually shocked that he didn't make it because I felt like he he is having a he's having a great season. Now his team's not having a great season, but then that begs the question: Is this about like his personal performance, or is it about team performance, or a combination of both? Because Aaron uh, Rodgers, although he's statistically inferior to Dak Prescott, he's having an off season. This isn't one of his better seasons. Like right. you know, Aaron used Jim, to have forty for, touchdowns. For me, but with that being said, like for me, ahead. what I've noticed, and you know, I don't, I don't think that the boy is trash. Like B. Austin thinks he's trash. But he what about, I have about noticed, Jeff, you're about to steal my thunder. I know he's yeah, gonna I, make my point. Good. I know you are. Ahead, I, know ahead, how I, let you, I let you go ahead. I let you go. Go Because Yo, <laughs> you're going to make it more be, funny tonight. My man, my man be <laughs> down 107 points <laughs> and then go ahead and throw for 700 yards to Lot catch up. garbage time stats. That are meaningless, Jimmy. Yo, the ball throws for 279 yards in the fourth quarter. When it and I don't even think That's a hot take in hyperbole, though. Because yeah. in most of those games, if you look at the Cowboys game, they really haven't gotten smacked by anybody. Like for real, for real, they, like you know what I mean. Like they haven't really gotten blown out. I mean, they lost a couple games by four points, two points, three points. Oh, yeah, they really haven't gotten smacked. Score, a lot of those games, they no, 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 no and he's having a good season. Like they, the he team is. isn't the team is poop pump. He's having a good season. But he's having a good. What I'm saying is his 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 good his better season is comparable to Aaron Rodgers having an off season. Is what I'm saying. Aaron oh, Rodgers God. is usually two times the player that he's that he's been showing this year. So Aaron is having an off season. Dak's having his best season, and they're comparable. I qualify myself as a hater because if Dakota was alive and Aaron was dead, I'm still voting Aaron into the into the Pro Bowl ahead of dude. So I may be. But my point know. was, he's a Dallas Cowboys quarterback, so I was actually shocked that he wouldn't get the benefit of the doubt. Um, considering the numbers that he put he's up. Trash. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't call the boy trash though, like. Yo, numbers-wise, I mean, my man is James is Cook now. Now he cooked the, the, the Rams on this, this past week. He, he did. He did. He, every sunshine on I the mean, ball gets every now and again. Um, yo, even that though, at, he rushed for like two hundred and seventy something yards last week. Absolutely. He, he didn't they, have that great of a game. Last week. The game he, he plays well. He threw the ball. He threw the ball twenty. He threw the ball twenty times. Completed 15. But, hold on, it, it, but that but that also works both ways. In games where he plays well, they they run the game as as well. They either they're both off or they or, or neither one is off. Like games where the team plays well is when they have a balance. Yeah, they have a balance, and he so, throws the ball okay because they put ninety nine dudes in the box. But that but that's <laughs> how their offense is set up to be. That's how their offense is set up. They the, the throw the ball based off the run. Like, I mean, you know. When it comes down to numbers, and y'all know that I don't even like this boy either, Jameis Winston got numbers, and we know he's – Jameis Winston is about to throw 30 picks, though. He always get numbers. Yeah, absolutely. And and now for him, like I would say, you know, the, the, the Cowboys are always in probably shootouts they probably shouldn't be in. Um. 
leading some of his gaudy numbers. But on the other hand, Jameis, his gaudy numbers come from him having to get them out of the, the predicament that he gets them that into. He put him, that he put him in. Like, he's going to spot you 14 off two interceptions from the break. <laughs> so then he got to play hero ball to bring you back. And that's why he's always going to keep them hostage. He's always going to fool them because they're still going to, at the end of the season, they're still going to talk about his potential. Ew, I hate bull. And at the very <laughs> least, they might franchise him because they're just not ready to pull the plug because you see these flashes from him. So there's always a coach out there who's like, well, I can coach him up so that he stops making the early mistakes and he can just yeah, do what he does late in the game. But my man, my so man cool. is averaging two picks again. <laughs> <laughs> He's about to average two interceptions a game. Could be y'all think? Because I've heard Dak, I've heard Tom Brady. I don't know how people think Tom Brady is a snub, but um, I'm I'm good with what they're doing over there in the in the AFC. I think those are the three most deserving quarterbacks. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good but in the all, NFC all, too. All I'm saying is, yeah, I knew B. Austin was going to poop on the ball, and I wasn't trying to take up because I don't care whether he goes or not. I'm just saying I, I understand that argument. I totally get the argument of you know. If he if he would say quote unquote my quarterback, I'd be like making the argument for him. You can make the argument because I do think that he's having he's having a better season than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is having an off season. And, I think Aaron Rodgers also started off late. On the low, I think if if somebody was snubbed and like somebody was taken off, Kirk, I think I might go Kirk Cousins before I went. Kirk, Dak Prescott. Captain, they will be my next two, better. but I think I will go Kirk Cousins first. Captain better than dude. Yo, I'll, you, I'll, you know nobody. Well, see, you keep. Uh, it's not about who's better though. Like, you, like I'm not talking about who's you know, better. Talking about having a better Aaron year. Rogers is better than Dak. A better year. I'm talking about yeah, having, a better, I'm year. having a better year. Kirk, Kirk Cousins was making the whole year. joint up until both it, you know, till both of his receivers went on TV and made threats at his life. He was thinking of joining yeah, yeah. now. Let me finish though. I'm gonna give him credit because he did respond. Like he could have, he could have put his tail between his legs and quit. So he did respond to that. Yeah, but so he, he, he completed seventy percent of his passes. So he wasn't stinking it up. If he was stinking it up, that means in the last six weeks he didn't complete one hundred and forty-eight percent of his passes. Like. They just weren't moving. No, he was completing 70% of his passes, but he wasn't letting, he wasn't letting that bit fly, though. Like, oh, yeah. That was you know, the receiver was going to be the first one to get mad. Whether you win you or lose, the receiver's going to get mad if they not I don't care if you completed 70% of your passes passing to all four of your wet tight ends, because like, that's what he was doing at the beginning of the season. Little two-yard passes that pretty much do nothing. And they're like, yo, let that, let that Yami fly. And he yeah. responded. That's always gonna come from a wide receiver. So I ain't, I ain't like, I ain't surprised at that. No, um, but I'm saying what they were saying was truth in that. Like if it, it especially with their running game was, was working the way that it was working. Like if you don't stretch the field and spread the defense out, it, I don't care if you complete eighty percent of your passes, y'all gonna lose because you ain't moving nowhere. My man got an eighty uh, percent well. completion percentage with two hundred yards. They stretch the field on the birds like everybody do. <laughs> Yo, Yo, and 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 Dak played him this week, right? Yo, I ain't I ain't even gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. <clears throat> the big yeah. tuna said you are your record. 
Yo, we worse than our record, yo. We not a seven and seventeen. <laughs> we not. Yeah, we not. What does that even mean, though? What does it mean to be a seven and seventeen? You act like that's like a great record, like. No, that's not a great record. The point is that we worse. We we're, we're, we're not. We're not seven. We're a losing team. Yeah. Well, we about to be losing this weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. <laughs> that's gonna mess up. That's gonna mess up my Christmas. <laughs> is it though? Yeah, anything but them. Nah, it's it's them. It's them though. I don't mind. Listen, like Dev say, I'm I'm a little bit more tuned in to having a better record. But yo, I saw them. I saw them win the Super Bowl, so I'm good for at least a decade. But (laughs) anything, but anything but them. That particular team and the team in DC. Yeah, no, that's that's probably that's 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 kind of the same thing I said. Like. We don't deserve to be in the playoffs, but I'd rather go and take that first round ass whooping just so I don't have to hear them bragging about a 500 team because they will get in at 500 and, and not that, not that it ain't some, some jackass Eagles fans that will do the same thing. Um, But you know, y'all know how Dallas fans are. They'll get in at seven to nine, eight and eight and act like. And be hype. Yeah. Two points. The worst case scenario is for the Dallas to beat the Eagles and Dak to get off. B. Austin like might off himself. But second case scenario, <laughs> it don't matter what really. It don't matter what really happens. Dallas fans are gonna be Dallas fans. Dallas could like y'all could win the division. Dallas still gonna talk. Yep. Dallas fans. Yeah, that's that, that's talking. true. But then you, then it's ridiculous because you can mm-hmm. you can revel yeah. in ridiculousness. And Wait, wait, you, you got to go even more. It's going to be even more ridiculous. It's going to be ridiculous for any one of these teams' fans to win this division and talk trash to anybody. That's ridiculous. Yo, here's what my thing. What Austin's saying, as, it's just going to be as, utterly, utterly ridiculous. As just, <laughs> as just someone who's a sports fan, I actually love when teams get into the playoffs at like 8-8 eight and because eight, then I start rooting for them because I want them to like beat everybody no, just to prove to. how fraudulent their regular season is. Like, you yeah, you know, I like, I like, like I did that I when Seattle into the playoffs. When Seattle was yo. there with beast mode and all that, but I ain't rooting for the Cowboys. <laughs> it can't be my Cinderella story. If, 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 <clears> if we're gonna talk about if we're gonna talk about the Eagles, we basically lost the last two games. Even though we did, you see the defense? Never mind, man. Let's go on to the. I'm not trying. To I was there. <laughs> that, I mean, that that's the, that's that's that. Who's gonna yo. win? Who's gonna win? Elite showdown. First of all, out of everybody in the game, I'm talking players, coaches, owners, ball boys, water boys. What individual going into this NFC Elite showdown has the most pressure? Um, you know, to get it done. Do y'all think Dak in his contract? Because he trashed. Yeah. And I mean, the Eagles. The, the Eagles, Eagles have injuries at every position. <clears throat> Like, literally, at ball so they got every, we, got injuries at, we got injuries at ball boy. Y'all got cats out there because I don't even know where they came from. Like, yep. I, I think cats are walking <laughs> on midweek. Yo, so, we through a winning touch, game winning touchdown, and not even just the game winning touchdown, but the like last three passes of the game to a practice squad wide receiver who was a quarterback in college. Like Greg Ward Jr. was a quarterback in college. He's with back. Yo, 
JJ on the right side is just an 11th man. He's just a body standing out there. Might rub, block, you know, block a couple of times. But I'm convinced because they were so hype about this dude when they drafted him. I'm convinced he has to be playing through an injury. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt for now because he's just a body standing out there. So he the point when you when you on the court and you want to hoop so bad <clears> you got your four and you yo we just need yo we just need a fifth don't even worry about it just come on yo he is turdy <laughs> <laughs> like yo just go spot up in the corner and never pass him the ball market, that's what Peyton told Boston Market is cool. He yo, he he got a nice little run. I think he's too small to really last, but Boston Market get it done. He get yeah. it done. Yeah, he fumbled that game though. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think I think most of the pressure is on Dak and um, Jason Garrett. Dak, I need them. He still haven't gotten that contract. Jason Garrett because he pretty much he's at a point now where playoffs might not even save his job. But we've thought that before. Um, Jerry has something going where he seems to refuse to fire to do, but this seems like. It because how many times is this team going to come into the season where everybody's touting their talent and then have a season like the one that they're having? I think all things equal, if everybody was still in the fold, you still had Alshon and Deshaun Jackson and all these weapons that everybody thought Carson Wentz was going to have at this point, with all things being equal and they're still both going in this game 7-7, I think it would have been him, even though he already got his money. Um they're still holding that stigma over his head that, first of all, you've never won a playoff game. Not really his fault because he's never been healthy to go into the playoffs. I kind of find that talk like at some point I start to feel sorry for him, especially about the Super Bowl season. Um, dude, uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Um, playoffs? He's the MVP candidate. The Eagles are like 10-1 and one after 11 weeks. And, you know, you let people tell the story, he had nothing to do with that season. <laughs> and that's just how fans and pundits, just like Jimmy said earlier, how they just dismiss the importance of the regular season, um, which is a little harder to do in football since it's not that many games. So people just act like he didn't contribute to that at all, like, like he doesn't have a ring because he didn't play in the actual game. Um, so I think it would be on him, but I think he has some built-in excuses now. Dallas has been trying to build in some excuses because they've been public about some shoulder issue that Dak Prescott is having, apparently. Um, he did, he wasn't a full participant at the Wednesday practice. So it seems like they're cooking the books a little bit. So just in case something goes on, you know, they can have that to fall back on. Like Dak wasn't 100%, couldn't sling the rock. Like he wanted to, um, but at the end of the day, who y'all got winning this game, man? Oh, oh man, I don't got an answer, do I? <laughs> yo, one thing, one thing I'm gonna say is, regardless of what happens, my man Jason Garrett gonna be out there clapping, so. <laughs> and and I think they actually I think they've given up on him, honestly. Like just watching them play because they have talent pretty much at every position, yo. 
It's just that they don't seem to give maximum effort at all times, and yo, it don't matter what they do. All he's gonna do is clap anyway. Like I really just <laughs> giving up on him, yo. Not that he ever had the control of the team, but they don't want to play football, yo. I think yo. another coach with that talent would do them do them justice. So I don't think, and and I don't know. I mean, Jerry has this thing where he didn't want to fire Bo. I thought he would have fired Bo like three years ago. Um, so yo, so I'm gonna die. <laughs> if I had to so pick, though, if I had to pick, though, I'm just going I would say Cowboys just based on the fact of, yo, the Eagles got cats out there that like used to bag groceries at Shotland. Like I don't know who some of them cats are, dog. Not at all. I don't know. I, mean, I don't for, know. I'm looking for a big performance for them. Show some heart. Do something spectacular. But you know, if I had to pick this game, I would pick the Cowboys to win it. Um, what would be even more painful though is for the Eagles to go in and win this game, and then lose next week to the Giants because the Eagles aren't—they're not in a win-in-your-end situation like the Cowboys are. If the Cowboys win, then the division race is over. If the Eagles win, then they have to beat the Giants. The only way they could lose to the Giants and still win the division is if Dallas goes on and loses to the Washington Professional Football Team. In week seventeen, so it's like don't yeah right right exactly. So it's like don't don't get up for them. Have a great performance, you know, gutsy and show all this heart, and then go out the next week and lay an egg against the the New York Football Giants. All right, before we take this call and then uh, talk a little college football with Fred, um, I just want to ask y'all what's up with y'all man, Josh Gordon who has, again, been suspended indefinitely by the NFL, this time for substance of abuse, which is his usual uh, story, but also um, performance-enhancing drugs at the same time. At this point, asking you guys, I know this is something that Gus Griffin raised on our Facebook page, at this point, the NFL, you know, continuing to reinstate him after certain time periods, is that becoming entitlement? Because um, he, he's just really on his can't get rid of it right now. I've really, I've, I've gone through a range of emotions with dude, and and I've come on, I've slandered him, I've let him have it, I've been angry at him. Pause. Um, pause. Yeah, I had an uncle named Junebug. And my uncle Junebug used to work with my pop, and my pop had a, a, a general contracting business. My uncle Junebug could run fast; he could jump high, he could hoop, he'd get up on the ladder all day. I'm going somewhere with this guy. First of all, there was never you go time. First of all, why does every black family have an uncle Junebug or a cousin Junebug? We damn sure have Bring, yo, yeah. bring back our Junebug right? jumped that off that, the East Falls Bridge, killed himself. Junebug died with our generation. No one, no one got the name Junebug anymore. Yeah. Hashtag. Our Junebug stopped in the school kill when he jumped off the Falls Bridge. But um, my uncle Junebug, he could hoop. He could, he could hoop. He could play. He was athletic as I don't know what. But my man's liver was entirely pickled, like entirely pickled, and they took him off of the juice, and he died. Within two months, I say that to say I'm not sure how much of Josh Gordon's life has been lived 
without being intoxicated on some level or having some substance in his body, I, I really feel as if this gentleman, it's no longer about football. It's no longer about professional athletics. It's about his actual like life as a human being. Yo, he got to get right, man. Like, I, Yo, I think at this I think football. He be on man. weed, though. His thing is, he got in the, in the season they Smith, stay off the weed. Like, he must got to get the most fire bud in the galaxy. Like, where is he getting nah, the bud? Nah, I, I don't think it ain't, it ain't, so it that, ain't just, thing, it ain't this time, it was, it was his old vice and it was, you know, Which was, performance enhancing. So it's like, he, oh, he done oh, doubled up now. Geez, but geez. even when it was just the weed, though, like, we all know, like, we've always been proponents for weed and weed being legal and nothing being wrong with smoking weed. But if you know, it's against the rules. Um, speaking of Stephen A, I know he always makes this, this comment to, to Josh, like why put your money in jeopardy, you know, for, for something like that. Like we all know, like I'm, we, we on your side, like you should be able to smoke whenever you want. But if you can't, if it is against the rules, don't mess up your money for it. But yeah. I guess it's, it's what kind of bud is he smoking where he's willing to risk millions and millions of right. money to to get that that high? He got the fire bud. Yo, maybe baseball yeah, said, yo, just got some, some nicotine in it, nicotine or something. Major, Major League Baseball basically was like, yo, we don't care. Do what y'all want to do. Y'all, y'all can, you know what I mean? In the dugout, <laughs> pull it out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> cats starting to roll up in the dugout. Let me, because we got to get Fred on the line in a minute, so we're going to take this call real quick. The homie Tobias has been waiting, and he, he got to go to class oh. anyway, so we're going to make this quick. What up, Tobias? Roll damn time. Oh, oh, now y'all going to put me in the lightning round. I see how y'all do it, man. Hey, <laughs> Jimmy. Jimmy and the Boule boys. How's it going, fellas? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Hey, cause I know y'all live in neighborhoods where y'all call the cops if I show up. But, um, <laughs> yeah. hey, man, first things first, all right. Uh, if LeBron win tonight, boy, Shannon Sharp and Nick Wright, they go jizz their pants tomorrow. And the best thing that happened to the Lakers Magic, you right, was you leaving because they hired a good coaching staff and filled the team out right. Good looking out leaving Magic. But all right, we gotta talk this. We gotta talk this NFL real quick. Or be also know the hell he's talking about. All right, first things first, guys. <laughs> They're not gonna. First things first. Yes, I know Jameis Winston throws six, but he's still better than Jared Goff and Derek Carr, who got big money deals. So hey, and, and Teddy Bridgewater cannot pick the offense because he's scared to throw the ball unless you wide completely open. Uh, so here's the thing. And I always talk about this on these guys. And also, by the way, I know everybody loves Buffalo, but Josh Allen of the Jaguars, the, the defensive lineman, could probably throw better than Josh Allen, the quarterback of the Bills. Uh, let's just be honest about that. Uh, hey, you know, Jared Goff asked, but he led a team to the Super Bowl. Y'all ain't been in the playoffs. Whoopi! Hey, Trent no. Jumper has too. I mean, Whoopi, that's Listen, what you're I, I, ain't, I ain't gonna knock, what you call it, Mr. Excitement. I'm not gonna knock Mr. Excitement. He, after this season, his new nickname is gonna be called 30 for 30. <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm cool with it because ironically we got the same record as the Eagles and the Cowboys with all them turnovers. But uh, <laughs> you know, but here's the thing, right? And I think sometimes I know a lot of people don't watch Tampa, 
Because mainly when you go to the bar and watch the game, we Tobias. all at the TV at the end of the bar Tobias. where you have a crook your neck watching the game. Tobias, your man Crab Leg averages two picks a game, though. That's hard to do in here. But I'll talk about this year is the crazy outlier year. I was getting ready to say also, Peyton Manning first year with Aaron threw 20-plus picks. Oh. Carson Palmer's first year with Aaron threw 20-plus picks. Ben Robinson threw a crap load. But hold on. either one of them, though. Hold on. What I'm saying is that, look, what, what I'm saying is that this is the first year this guy got some decent coaching. Who in the hell hired Dirk Cutter as their coach right now? <laughs> Who in the hell say, Dirk Cutter, Nobody. we want you. Nobody. So, so, hold on, and, and I get back. And also this, Man, this like, defense gives us 30 points a game. But, no, I'm being honest. I'm saying he has his wart. But on my Nino Brown voice, is bigger than him. You got a running game. You got two running backs that could crack 50 yards and find against the Lions last week. Here's the crazy part. Here's the crazy part. I actually actually agree with you. I agree with you on your assessment of Jameis Winston. But I just find it funny how you go to bat and give him – and granted, he's your quarterback, so that's what it's about. Every other quarterback, if any other quarterback did what he did, though, you would not be this forgiving. You would be actually any of them. Actually, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And Andrew Luck was in the midst of like a great season. He's booing on Andrew Luck. Yeah, because they say he's that way. But see, the thing is, is that like certain quarterbacks, right? I feel sorry for him in a bad situation. You know who I felt sorry for over the years? He's out the game now. Carson Palmer. What if he went to a better situation? You know, beginning his career. Some of these guys. What I'm saying is that see the reason I I can't defend him. Is that because he at one of those organizations, like Sam Darnold, was on those organizations where people go to die. When the Jets ever had a good quarterback, they drafted because of poor organizations, Cleveland. Because you, we all know Jameis has a superhero complex, right? We all know that. So why in the hell you ain't built up a good running game and a good solid defense <laughs> all those years? It's all about knowing and building a team for your people. So what I'm saying is that I want to see what happens in year two with Bruce Aarons, he finally got good coaching. Because the quarterbacks we like, they don't have crap coaches. They don't have crap organizations. Well, Lamar Jackson went to Cleveland or the Jets instead of stable Baltimore. Hell, Baltimore made the playoffs with Kyle Bowler. That's what kind of organization they are. So that's always been my point here. If you got the coaching in the organization, it can help yeah. your guy out where he doesn't have to do it. Well, hold much. on, though. So, with that being that. the case, it's probably, best, it's probably best if Jameis get away from y'all. What you're saying? Because what you're saying is y'all got a crap organization. So, maybe oh, I said it. to go somewhere else. I said it because the thing is, what I'm saying is that there's a common trend with the same teams that suck, suck. And the same teams are decent, are decent. And, and that and my thing is, cause like a lot of fans always get a new quarterback, everything okay. But I'm like, dude. If you can't run the ball, and if you can't get top, consistently keep teams under 30 points, and by the way, even in games where Jameis doesn't turn the ball over, the team's done the 500. <laughs> so, uh, so, so it's an organization thing. I think they're turning around now with Arians and seeing what's going on. So I think let's just see what happens in year two if he lowers it by 10. Because he's going to be a quarterback who's going to throw picks. You have to live so with that. So what do that. you say since, since, since year two is the thing for you? Are you saying give him a big contract like golf, or are you saying franchise him so you can see what he does? I think three years, because to be honest, I think it's stupid to give anybody those big five, six, seven years contract, to be honest with you. I say you keep it at three. 
Hell, that's, I keep that's it, the market, hey, though. That's the market. But that's what I'm saying. Cause the here's market. the thing, right? Kirk Cousins got three years fully guaranteed, right? Honestly, that's a great deal, but Kirk, at the end of the day, he got all his money. But, the, but what people don't understand is they're not in position to draft a quarterback. And do you know if any of those guys can be better than him, fit that system? Or also, who's the free agent out there? Teddy? Cam? Everybody's uh, in the position to draft a quarterback if they know what they're – you know, like you said, if they know how to develop a quarterback – Shit, half the, the yeah. half the quarterbacks that go early in the first round, man, them dudes don't what end up being. Because yeah. here, here's the other, I'll tell you real quick, I didn't get the light-skinned Fred. But uh, shout out to Fred, <laughs> by the way. Uh, but, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes with the Andy Reid. I always said it, I'll say it again. He got Kevin Cobb paid. He made him look good enough so stupid to give him money. What if, you know, and so I don't care how talented you are. You go to these good teams. They got a second round pick for Jay Feely, AJ Feely. Yes, and also think about. Yes, and and think about this. Going to take Donovan McNabb. Yeah, and I think Carson. I think Carson Wentz is a damn good quarterback, but you know that this where coaching matters. That offense ain't looked the same, in my opinion, since Frank Reich left. And uh, Mm. and one and one thing Frank Reich did with luck was. He changed his game where he get the ball out quicker. He said, well, Luck holds the ball. That's when he gets in trouble. It's coaching, man. And I think that's what kills these people. Because I've yet to see I, a I great can, talent can, with bad coaches. I can, I can agree. I can agree with that. I can agree with that in terms of uh, uh, Big John Studd, a.k.a. Um, Carson Wentz, Pauls. He, he, he has a tendency to play hero ball as well, which is him holding on to the rock and trying to make a play, but considering who he's playing with, it, it, it he feels compelled to do that. I mean, they go to a fast food restaurant, they look at the most fit and athletic cashier, and they give him a run. Come on, come back, come through, try out a wide receiver, you made the team. Cool. I mean, that's that's the position that, that he's in. Would you say the same about Jameis? Like, is that what Jameis's wide receiver core is made up of, or what? What is Jameis's excuse for turning the ball over twice every game and spotting the other team? First things first, yeah. about your Eagles thing. I think the Eagles are stupid for drafting Whiteside. I think a Whiteside is a good player. You got tight ends already. Get a speed, another speed guy. Uh, mm-hmm. But but that's what I was like. Well, how I you agree. Speed guy, because the two other guys you got Jeffrey and what's his name, Ajax are older. So you get mm-hmm. some guy in there, but. Uh, the thing is, I always said, hey, he's going to turn the ball over. And also, this guy was – I don't think he stinks. I think he has a lot of talent. It's decision-making. But also, Arians, every press con- – Arians, because I watch these press conferences, right, because uh, I'm a dumb fan who ain't quit the team yet. Uh, <laughs> he said, like, so many of those, hey, bad routes by some guys, some it'd be on him. He'll say if that pick was on him, right, he'll say it. Mm-hmm. So he still probably threw, like, 18 his way so far, right? But I'm not making excuses. But what I'm saying is that sometimes it is who he is. But you got to understand that's who he is. So, hey, mm-hmm. let's make sure we get a sound running game. Make sure our defense could get stops where he doesn't feel like he has to be Superman. Because, like, your guy having to be Superman, like, he doesn't have a solid, solid run game. The defense is falling off because they got older injuries as well. And so I think these people got to surround these guys. 
make sure because we we can we can talk about Brady as a go all we want, but look at the support he had. He always had a great run game, always had a top ten defense most of those years, where he could just do his thing. And I think you got to build that support. You can't just expect these quarterbacks to just say, "Hey, come in, save the team." If you expect them to be saviors, you're gonna be disappointed because these guys are still young men. But Carson Wentz still a young man. <laughs> you know, he's not 30-something-year-old Russell Wilson here. And by the way, Russell had a chance to groom and take his time and grow while the Legion of Boom and Marshawn Lynch was killing it. They didn't ask him to be the savior. Hey, um, Tobias, we got to go. But Fred said Jameis' issues is a bad offensive line, long developing routes, and misuse of the tight end. And he said his mechanics, yeah. he got a long release. He got a long that is true. Yeah. I, I mean, I you got a good day. Said, I, you got a, a bad defense, yeah, because, specifically the secondary, which you complain about every week. Hey, I say I, this I real quick. I, I, I got to run the Fred. You, you got to give the guy a check down option also. You can't run yeah. everybody down the field. You got to give him like a Kamara or somebody who could catch a five-yard yeah. pass and get you yeah. in. I mean, but hey, you guys said. have he a great day, man. All right, man. I, I can see. Yo, Jameis got to get impeached, yo. Impeach Jameis. <laughs> <laughs> it is like they run Mike Evans way down, way down the field all the time, all yeah. the time. So you can't put that on coaching uh, a little bit. Well, but they I got them big weapons. They trying to use them. Yeah, I, I he be letting that mind um, fly. Just said whether he going, somebody going to catch it. Just say his man all the time. Yeah, I mean, but you, I mean, hey, we've always seen Jameis squinting on the sideline, and if they still ain't get that boy LASIK, then you can't blame him for all the picks. I don't know who the hell he's doing. <laughs> All right, well, let's go to, to the line real quick because we got the homie Fred to talk a little bit of college football. Um, Fred, of course, is from the Locked On Canes podcast on the Locked On uh, podcast network. Fred, what's going on, man? Fellas, what's going on? Nothing much. What's up, what It's the you. you got that. You got that big, that rest time in college football, but everything, you know, after the holiday is going to get popping. Well, I don't know about uh, all some, that, man. I'm about to say some of these 8 million bowls going to get popping before the holiday, but the real granddaddies is going to get popping after the holiday. Man, um, I've been busy with signing day, man. It's, we, I mean, it's, it's crazier now than it was probably in the last couple of weeks. I've been great. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just talking about, you know, the action, the, the actual on-field action is dormant. But I know there's still, Yo, uh, there's still don't a, nobody, a new don't cycle time. Don't nobody care about signing day except for y'all marriage, Fred. Like, don't nobody, the average hey, man. college football fan don't care signing about signing day, day. Signing day will be important to you one day because the players of the players you see now, we know about yeah. them way before you. My son going to be playing somewhere, not football, but <laughs> signing day going to be important. Cause I ain't trying to pay for nobody's education. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's get into the 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 playoff teams. We got the four playoff teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, the you know those games are going to be. Um, I want to say they're going to be interesting. Um, I hope they live up to the, the hype that there is. But a lot of people think, and I've been listening, Fred. You know, it's a lot of pundits out there that they don't think LSU just has this in the bag. What's your thoughts on these on these two matchups and um, LSU's chances of continuing the season that they've uh, embarked on? Well, first off, um, LSU has a really good offense, and, well, 
Oklahoma has a pretty good offense, but well, Oklahoma's gonna be missing about four players due to suspension. So and it's and their starters, running backs. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Some dudes so, like, ain't playing. Okay. Well, no, I mean it's you're not gonna see a a ton of guys coming out as far as guys that are gonna be in the draft. Those guys are gonna be playing. I mean, That's when the, you're at this point, bowls, if you're there. a lesser, if you're outside of the New Year's Six Bowls, then I can understand you not wanting to play. But if you're in a national championship type of situation, you're going to have a chance. Why would you not want to play? I mean, that's more film against better talent that you're not playing week in and week out. LSU is going to be out be without their starting running back due to a hamstring injury. That's really going to hurt them because they they do run the ball, albeit. Um, and he's, I mean, he's not. Their running game is more one of those. I have a really small running back that looks like Marius Jones Drew. He's not Marius Jones Drew at all, but it's more of that three to five yards. And if he breaks one, he breaks one. But their their whole offense rests on the on the arm of one Joe Burrow, who I have officially come up with a comp for him going into next year's draft. Matt Ryan, a little bit more athletic, but Matt Ryan. And if that's what he is, not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, MVP See what I did there? I gave you a little double duty there. I gave you just a little double duty. Play, probably play better than Brady playing right now. Hey, 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 hey. Didn't, we, didn't Brady beat you? You cannot say nothing to me. You say nothing to me. We, that sorry Brady beat your team. Say nothing to me. They, they were cheap. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Did you get it? I saw the wide receiver throwing touchdown. Hey, man. <laughs> a win is a win no matter how you get it. No, no, but you, you got to rephrase that. Yeah, the Patriots beat them, but Brady didn't beat them. Hey, Brady <laughs> didn't, but we did just enough. Just enough. Yeah, our defense is trash. They shouldn't have to run trick plays to score on us. Hey, our offense yeah, is trash. Hey, I match, I'll, I'll, I'll one-up you. I'll one-up you. Our offense is complete garbage you can't right one up. You can't one-up us. We got uh, Chick-fil-A and Popeye's register workers. <laughs> At receiver. <laughs> Yo, wide receiver number 84 is a boy that dressed up like Pittsburgh 84 for Halloween, and they seen him in his costume. Man, you got like, Superman at quarterback, eight, though. You got you Superman like at quarterback. Eight. I don't want to hear it. Uh, he Yo. do look like A.B., right? He was like, you look like A.B. You come run, you come run with us, man. Come on. Come on, you come All right, run. so what, what, what's up with the with the rest of these teams in this uh, in this playoff. So you have Ohio State Clemson, which is going. This one's going to be a very good game because you have that's the interesting one right there. Ohio State is the most complete team I've seen all year. I honestly think they should be number one, but because LSU is a undefeated team in the SEC West, which is a better division than you can put, take two conferences and put them together and they're still not better. I mean, do you really show me another conference that can show me a division where you have to go up against LSU, Alabama, Texas A&M, Auburn, uh, Mississippi state and Ole Miss. You show me and you drop Ole Miss in a, in a, in a conference like the ACC coastal where Miami is, they'll probably finish in first, second or third or bad team. You drop Auburn into the ACC in general, they'll be playing uh, Clemson easily. So, I mean, what are we talking about here? I mean, it's it, it's one of those things. So, for me, when I what I look at here is Ohio State has Justin Fields, 
and Clemson is the defending national champion with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, both sides have a litany of talent. I mean, I could just run down the names. Isaiah Simmons on defense for Clemson. He's probably the most freakishly athletic player I've seen in a long time. I mean, he runs a 4-4 four, four at 6-4, 230 at linebacker. Show me a guy that you've seen doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Has a 42-inch vertical, um, and I've seen him catch receivers from behind. So. Spreading them underwear Olympic numbers. That is yeah. impressive. Though. I can't. Yeah, it, I mean he he I mean he he was dunking a basketball in like middle school. So I mean he's he's a he's that guy when it comes to being an athlete. Uh, Travis Etienne at running back for Clemson. This one's gonna be a good one on both sides of the ball. I mean Clemson has one probably the second best receiving core in the country. Uh, you could whether it's T Higgins, Amari um, Amari Carter. Um, I would have to say also we haven't seen a lot of uh, Ford this year, but I think he, you could see a little bit more from, from that passing game. I think Trevor Lawrence, he's going to pick it up a little bit. He hasn't thrown a pick in the last six games. So that's pretty decent. But on the other side, Justin Fields is the guy that was supposed to replace Jake from at Georgia. He didn't, but uh, he fits this offense perfectly. Honestly, think he's a little bit better than Trevor Lawrence. And I've already said it. I said it earlier this year. Justin Fields will be the number one overall pick next year over Trevor Lawrence. 6'3", 230. Uh, They call him Baby Cam. I mean, but, hey, who am I to say? Uh, J.K. Dobbins at running back. Uh, Chase Young, the predator on defense. I mean, he's probably – he could easily be the number one overall pick this year. Call that man a predator. Super predator. I mean, let's just say – I'll say this. And you guys can call me crazy, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Chase Young is better than both Bosa brothers right now when they were coming out of college. When they were coming out of college, right now, if you if you turn the tape on, Chase Young's better. So better than, better than Bosa, better than Nick just coming out, better than Joey because Joey didn't have the hands. Joey didn't have the hands coming out of Ohio State. So I'm re- I'm really I'm ready to go ahead and give him that he'll be a top five pick. Uh, I I mean if if you take quarterback out of the equation he's the best overall player going into the 2020 draft. So uh, I mean this this Jeffrey he's Okuda, the best player quarterback included they're just not going to pick him there. Nah no nah, because on, only because quarterback you there are teams that need quarterback a la the Bengals Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Chargers. I mean, I can keep going. That don't mean There's they're going to be good. Teams, so, them, teams need, them teams need to be pursuing Teddy Bridgewater in free agents. <laughs> so you can light that shit up. <laughs> um, you know, but so, and last but not least, my favorite corner that's not draft, that is draft eligible, uh, Jeffrey Okuda, uh, corner, Ohio State, man-to-man. Is, he is a He's probably coming out right now. I'd probably say he's better than Marshawn Lattimore when he came out a couple years ago uh, out of Ohio State, too. I mean, how many corners do you – there are not a lot of corners that play pure man-to-man, and you say, go lock a guy down. There are not a lot of guys in college that do that. They play a lot Fred. of ton of zone. So, Fred, I, he, Afri- he African, man. He African. <laughs> so, it's, what they, it's what they do athletically, man. And, and and just just a note on LSU, just a note. I know I'm going completely back to the other team, and I'm doing double duty here for NFL your NFL draft people. Derek Stingley is the best corner in college football. He's a freshman. He'll see you guys. Can, you'll hear me talk about him in two years. Damn. 
Yo, he's Fred better. He, hot if Jeff, if Derek Stingley came out today, he would probably be the number one corner coming out of coming out of college as a freshman. He's a he's the coach's son, right? No, no, he's not. Nah, All right. nah. Uh, Joe, nah. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Um, went to Heisman, 841 of the 885 potential first place votes. Um, Jalen Hurts finished second, getting 12 first place votes. Um, landslide victory. Any oh, yeah. any Big any problems with that? None, none whatsoever. He broke the record by OJ Simpson for by most votes, uh, most votes in a in a Heisman any Heisman year. I mean, no one had more. But he had two. 2,000 or so total votes. The next closest guy had, I think it was Jalen Hurts at 700. So you yeah. do the math. This was easy. He this had 2,608 and Jalen Hurts had 762. Yeah, this one was easy. Like, I mean, that's one of the things where I'm the other dude, like, why y'all even invite me to this ceremony? I'll put it to and you like this. This is the first time I. This is the first time in over in over 15 years I have I did not even waste my time watching the Heisman. Yeah. Mm. Those those shouldn't waste their time coming. Like, I mean, it was me. it's it's a nice it's yeah, a I nice award. It's, it's, it's nice to say you were there, but for what? For who? For what? Unless y'all got some some Ray Allen Tech U's lined up for me when I get here. There will never be another defensive player ever winning a Heisman. <laughs> by the way, I'm putting it out there. I'm just putting it out there. No defensive player um, ever winning a Heisman. Well, shout out to that you. because uh, Gus Griffin wrote a piece for War Room Sports. So on com, and he alluded to that a little bit in his article. He's saying that the Heisman is the most overhyped award. It's a quarterback award. I mean, because, yeah, run- because it's basically turned to a quarterback, sometimes running back award. And you can't say all the time, he like, since football is one in the trenches, you can't say that a quarterback and running back is always the best player in college football. And, and every like- year, that's what they're trying to tell us. For me, a guy like Jonathan Taylor, who didn't even get invited, had 1,900 yards. Chuba Hubbard also had 1,900 yards. Neither one got invited. What are we talking yeah. about here? Well, they had 1,900 yards, and their damn linemen should have been invited. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You should have exactly. All right, and last but not least, I know you're excited about early signing day. Just give us some of the highlights real quick because we got to get up out of here. All right, so for just the Canes in general, uh, Miami signed 18 players. They have a couple. This is just to preface this: early signing day is is a new concept they've had over the last couple last couple years, where recruits can can actually sign their letter of intent early, and they don't have to worry about it anymore instead of going waiting until February. I like it personally, um, but what do they rank early signing day with some? Um... Yeah, they they still rank the players early signing rank. Right now, Miami is currently 18th in the country, and they are number two in the ACC behind Clemson. Okay. Um, hey. Miami's top recruit Fred, was Donald. Fred. Fred What's did up? they get any recruits that couldn't read and have gold teeth? <laughs> yo, yo, we don't do that anymore at the, at the University that's of Miami. Funny. Then you, then you, we, then I know that's what we need. Y'all going to stay at 18 if you don't got hey. some of them. Don't stop. When, get it, get it. When get you it, are, it. when you are um, six and six and you lose to the likes of FIU, 
and yeah, you lose to the likes of Duke, it hurts your recruiting. Yeah, they had good grades. Some so, dudes had good grades. Hey, that's because they're all getting bougie. Y'all recruiting dudes that can read. They yeah, can read. Well, and I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. My last, my last question is this. It's actually twofold. Mm-hmm. Is Uncle Luke involved in the program, mm-hmm. and do you think he should be involved no in No and no. No and no. Well, then 18th um, is the highest that y'all can aspire to, man. I'm at just six, at, with a six and six right. record. <laughs> with a six and six record, nah, you you're not getting much more. They were in the running for two players that I don't ever really get prospect crushes too much. Where I just I really like a prospect that much. But Justin Flo is probably the best linebacker prospect I've seen since probably Willie Williams. If you don't know who Willie Williams was. Willie Williams was one of the, was a gener, was a thought of as a generational talent as far as a um as a linebacker. He could play all three linebacker spots. Uh he was just crazy. He was like Isaiah Simmons. So think that's what I think of um Justin Flo right now. Uh coming out of Upland High School out in Southern California. And I mean, he's a monster. Go look up his film. You can find him on whatever streaming service you want to look him up on. Uh, but he's six two, two thirty, runs a four four, four five, and he'll pro- instantly start. He decided to move on to go to Oregon. The other player I really, really had a had a really, uh, I, I really liked his game was Darnell Washington. Darnell Washington. He Darnell Washington is a tight end out okay. of. Out of Nevada, he is six seven and a half, two hundred and sixty damn so odd pounds. If if you if if you ever saw LeBron play football, if you ever saw LeBron play football in high school, think LeBron but bigger. Nah, I never damn. saw that. I mean, he's a freaky athlete to the point where he plays he plays wildcat quarterback, tight end, X receiver, defensive tackle, and defensive end. And he runs away from corners, and he's six eight. So I mean, he he he's a complete beast. He has not decided to sign, but he was a he was down in Miami for the prep for an official visit last week. I don't think it'll happen. He wants to play for a, team, a school that will use him properly. The only school on his list uh, out of oh. Georgia, Alabama, USC, and Oregon. Tell was, him how to use him properly, man. Miami is the only team that uses a tight end the right way, but I don't think it'll happen only because Miami has, has so many issues, whether it's coaching, offensive scheme, there's a lot of issues going around and he would have to at least sit. He would not start his first year because Miami has the best tight end in foot in college football in Brevin Jordan. All right. They don't give a freaking, you know what, about you. <laughs> they will kill you. They're out there to kill you. That's what we need at Miami So I'm going right to kill now. them. Not just you. Without him touching old ladies. You write that. Yo. I'm a, I'm a Yo, I need that guy on my team without touching old ladies. My oh, man yeah. was wank whacking in the parking lot looking at old ladies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, Ryan, so Fred, if people want to get more in-depth information about um, – you know, Miami and early signing class, let them know how to get your show um, locked on Canes. It's good. I'm glad you said that. So you can catch me on Twitter at Fred Purdue CFB. You can catch the show on Twitter at locked on Canes. We just dropped the, the good, bad and ugly early signing day edition. So 
We had uh, my guy Andrew Ivins from 24-7 Sports on today. So that just dropped a few, probably about an hour ago. So check that out on, you can go on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, wherever you get your podcast, you can find us. Just search Locked on Kane. No doubt. All right, man. Uh, thanks for calling. You know, we appreciate it. And we'll holler at you next time, man. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. All right, Fred Purdue, everybody, from the Locked On Canes podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm going to just give a, a quick stat of the week, Jimmy, and then for the quote of the week, we can actually push that to the NBA segment right after the players of the week since that's, um you know, it's an NBA-related topic anyway. All right, so the stat of the week, of course, Drew Brees passes Peyton Manning for number one on the all-time passing touchdowns list. Um, He's sitting there with 541. Um, In that same game, he also set a single-game record for completion percentage. Um, (laughs) I don't even know if y'all have heard this, um, but if you haven't, the other night when he set that record, he threw – 96.7%. 96.7%. He completed 96.7% of his passes in that 34-7 uh, to 7 trouncing of the Indianapolis Colts. I'm like, 96.7? Like, what, do you, what does your defense talk about when they go off to the side? Like, you can't stop the dude. I don't, I don't know, man. But shout out to him. Um, he's sitting at 541. I think Tom Brady is sitting at like 538. So he's right behind him. But I think you know it's still going to be a little difficult to catch him because of the pace that each of these players are on right now. Um, so so we'll see. You know they're going to try to duel it out for the rest of the season. See who uh, finishes at least this season with that record. Um, all right, let's get into some some grind topics, Jim. We get more. Shout out, shout out to uh, shout out to Drew Brees and Peyton, uh, not Peyton Manning, him too, but uh, Tom Brady for playing into their forties because one once I hit forty, like it hurts to like just walk, and these dudes out here playing football. So. I know. Yo, yeah. back of my foot hurt. I thought I was gonna pop my Achilles this morning for no reason. <laughs> oh, yo, I'll be like, tear, I'll be tearing my ACL just like. Like, <laughs> these dudes out here playing tackle football. What's wrong with them, y'all? What's wrong with Yeah, pretty much. So, salute to them for that, though. But we got to get into some, uh, definitely get into some grind topics. And for those who don't know why you were on the grind, it's brought to you by Sports the Book, the greatest sports book ever written. That's just the bottom line. Simple as this sportsthebook.com or go to our website, awardsbookers.com. Make sure you do pick that up. But it's time to give some topics that happen while you want to run. You know what I'm saying? Yo, man, I don't know what's going on in the world, man, but, yo, radio is dead, man. Rest in peace, radio, man. The real radio. Yo, that was... Yo! Oh, my love, love. Now today I am <laughs> Because I'm on Yo. the show With my 
my brothers. Also, also, if y'all remember, that's we can add something together, Dev. I just want to give an update though, because also Herman Boone, who was a character from Remember the Titans, the actual coach, the real coach, who Denzel played Remember the Titans, he left us this week too. So Cuba Gooden Jr.'s character, Radio, from the movie, he's gone. Remember the Titans coach who Denzel played is gone. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to figure out which who Lawrence Fishburne played in real life and check on their health or whatever. I know. I'm like, yo, all our all yo, everybody from the was radio a Disney movie too? Is this like the Disney sports uh, movie curve? I don't know if that was a Disney I don't know movie. Good question. Either way, if Let's y'all see. don't remember James Radio Kennedy, he was the dude he was a fixture on the sidelines of a South Carolina high school uh, football team's games for decades. Um, and his life, like Jimmy just said, inspired a Hollywood movie. He was 73 years old when he died. Um, yeah, he used to just be over there. No, that's Columbia. You know. It's Columbia Pictures. Okay. All right. Uh, I was hoping this wasn't a Disney movie curse because then I'm thinking somebody from uh, Glory Road or something about to be next. But um, Yo. <laughs> my man Mark, my, my man Marky Mark, Vince Capaldi. Yo, and um, shout out to Herman Boone, like Jimmy said, Denzel Washington's character, probably the coolest coach ever. I'm not saying in real life. I'm just saying because Denzel don't get into his characters, even though y'all all think he's the greatest actor <laughs> in the world. Yo. Um, <laughs> Yo, I guarantee you that Denzel got this game. Guarantee we're gonna win this game. <laughs> like, I guarantee. Yeah, man. But my man, no, my man. But he coached Williams until 1979. He was fired for allegedly verbally and physically abusing his players. Um, so they they put that in the movie. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even know that. So just now, like my man was letting the. the Verbal hammers fly on these dudes. Um, but shout out to him. Rest in power to Coach Herman Boone. Yeah, man. Damn. Listen, man. Another story. Yo, another story we got to tell you guys real quick is about the Sean Jackson who treated 50 kids to a shopping spree in Walmart. Um, you know, so he's out here doing his philanthropic thing. You know, he ain't playing football, but, you, but, you know, he's still out here. 50 kids some touchdowns. Um, <laughs> He's still out here. Shout out to him. You know what I mean? football. <laughs> shout out to him. 50 kids at Walmart. Yo, That's big. He could have took me. I got a couple things to buy. They say he gave uh, each kid a gift card and treated them to a night of shopping through his Shop with a Jock event. I ain't going to call yourself a jock. That's dope. That's dope. That's dope. Yo, man. Everybody, anybody who's in our group chat knows that the first thing I check when I get up in the morning is the tweets, see what happened. Uh, you know, during the course of the evening, you know what I mean? I checked these tweets. So, woke up the other night, I see J.R. Smith trending. So, I'm like, all right, you know, certain people, when you see him trending, you start to worry, like, what happened to him if they're, if they're an older person. But when you see J.R. Smith trending, you, you know what it is. What crazy. You think something crazy pipe. happened, right? You got the pipe. <laughs> Yo, I'm thinking drugs, debauchery, robbery, you know what I mean? Something like that. But anyway. Yo, I'm going to keep it 100. Video. I'm gonna keep it a hundred. I'm sad that Jr. has matured, but you're about to let us know that he really hasn't. Go ahead, hit it. All right. So listen. So Jr. Smith's wife put a video on social media 
where she's like in tears, but she's praying for him. You know what I mean? She's asking the Lord to give him strength and take care of him. And she wants to, um, the Lord to also uh, say something to his mistress, you know, that she doesn't have to be a mistress. And, you know, here, here's a couple things about this. She can just come all the way out and take your husband. She ain't got to be a mistress. Yo, she she put the mistress name out there, who's the, the young lady who plays uh, on The Flash. Um, um, and, man. Right. Man. So, was, Jimmy, I was like, you know, I'm, you know, pr- prayers, you know, go out, but I don't condone it, but I understand. That's all I'm going to say. Gotcha. <laughs> But the funniest part about this, though, was his response. Sorry, so I go to his IG page and he said, "No weapon formed against me shall prosper." I don't even yeah. know what that means in the context of this. <laughs> yeah. oh! No pipe formed against Flash. Uh, what does uh, that mean? Like, dog, you're the problem. What, what weapon is he talking about? <laughs> that is that is funny. But what's funnier for me is. We didn't bring it up because it's just so 2019, 2020 in a few days. Why is his wife praying and crying on social media? Like, why does she have to record herself doing this? Like, what is it yeah. about camera phones, internet, and social media that makes people overshare? You are praying and crying about your relationship and praying for your husband and his mistress. Why did she record it? And why have Yo, we seen it on social media? Because if if it ain't on the gram, then it didn't happen. So uh-huh. you know what I'm saying you, you saw you what go. the president did once he once he saw oh. the impeachment come down. Right he's gram. like, "Yo, he's like, grab my phone. I got this draft." Doing a little like, production, Yo. doing a little production research, and uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I understand. I, oh, Yo, no weapons. Yeah. No, I understand. Yo, listen, man. Ain't nothing no but perfect in life. No against candidate. Never mind, yo. What I'm, what I'm, yo. Anytime I, just, anytime I do anything that I got a business doing, I'm just gonna say, yo, no weapon formed against me, man. Like, yo, if I get pulled over for speeding or something, and the cops come and go, no weapon formed, yo, no weapon formed against me, man. No Shout weapon. Out then he gonna pull his weapon against. You. <laughs> yeah, maybe I shouldn't say that. That's that's probably Yo. well. That's probably the problem that Jr. had because he definitely pulled his weapon. Yo, <laughs> yeah. you're right. I'm 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 gonna take that back. I ain't I ain't messing with these cops. Yeah, don't say that. I mean, don't say that at all. Hashtag hashtag justice for Jimmy Williams. Yo, anyway, um. Right. Yo, um, remember that Utah Jazz fan that was uh, allegedly um, saying racist things to one Russell Westbrook and Russell got with him, and he got banned from the Jazz game for life? Yeah, so Boyle actually sued the Utah Jazz, sued Russell Westbrook. He coming after everybody. Said that, I mean, basically they ruined his life. He lost his job. He said that he never said anything racist. So, yeah. you know, he said he said that he said to Russell, "Ice your knees because you're gonna need it. You're gonna need to." Oh, yeah, that don't even sound right, guys. That's not even good trash yeah. talk. But if you want to give him the benefit of the doubt, he is from Utah. What do you call a person from Utah? A Utahian? You? Like, <laughs> like, what do you call My a person? My youth. Maybe that is the sweetest trash talk that you can come up with. But Russell said that he My said something different. My man said the two youths. 
But yo, <laughs> that sound like, like he went to his now deleted Twitter account, and you know he used to talk trash to Russell Westbrook on that joint even before you know when they weren't even playing OKC. And he threw a couple MAGA hashtags after some of the stuff he said. He told Russ to go back to where, excuse me, go back to where you came from, and you know what that means. Oh, uh, you know what that means. Came Yo, Russ from. came from California. Oh, Russ. MAGA hashtag, huh? <laughs> Russ came from Cal- Yo, I hate I hate when people say that. Go when you can't. Yo, I came from Philly, cuz. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, how am I supposed yeah. to go back? Y'all brought me over here. I don't even know where I come from. Anyway, um, I told y'all, I, I told y'all my my son, who everybody out there, he's a he's a third grader. He comes home with this assignment from his white teacher. Nice lady, she cool, but sometimes you know don't think they're fully thinking things out. So he comes home with an assignment and he has to interview his family. He has one for his mom. He has one for his dad. And it has questions on it like, you know, where did your, what country did your ancestors come from? Um, why did they end up in America? Stuff like that, right? So I'm, yeah. I'm like, okay, you, you're going to learn today because I'm not sure you. We're not going to come with no neat, you know, neatly written out stuff. His answers, I was telling them one word answers. Um, where, what, what country did it come from? I don't know. What continent? Africa. Why did you come to America? Why did your ancestors come to America? Slavery. Free labor. That. So, <laughs> free labor. My wife, she gets hers, and and she calls me the next day, like all excited, like yeah, I just joined Ancestry.com. I'm gonna help Chase with this assignment. I'm like, no, 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 no. They're going to learn today. We're not, going out of our way. We're not subscribing and paying money because they're giving this insensitive assignment. Even if, you know, it, it, it wasn't malicious or anything like yeah, that. Even if it wasn't malicious. You have to know where you teach. You have to know the demographics of the place where you teach. And there's a lot of, quote unquote, African-American students in this school. And to be honest, there's actually a lot of African students there too, so they might be able to answer that because they're folks probably just they're probably first generation over here, first second generation over here. Yeah. But I was like, oh, we're not like helping them. I'm like, if you want to do that and find out some stuff for yourself, for you and your family to talk about, that's all good. But these pages are Yo, going back with tell you something slavery. Like <laughs> that's it. Like we're not doing that. Date. Yo, she knew better. Than- she should have known better than to ask that question. Yeah. But yo, we had the uh, ancestry.com job. So ancestry is different. They don't take your DNA and internet. I mean, they have that. You can get that too. But they just do things based upon public records, right? So, right. so Monica She's like start looking up stuff. stuff. Yeah, it's yo, nice, but yo, here's the crazy part, right? We went to the family's. We went to our family's house for something or whatever, and we start showing them the stuff they found. Cause here's the funny thing about black yo, black families got so many secrets. And you find so much out when you go to Ancestry.com. We are like, cousins, I'm like, yo, I don't, know. Like, I don't know if that's really your pop. Like, according to public records, no. yo, no. yo, <laughs> yo, yeah. yo, my mom, my mom told us don't like, yo, it. stop that, don't, don't, don't bring that don't to the uh, to the family no more, cause the cat's got that. Stay off the like internet. Exposing some realness. <laughs> Stay off the internet. Yo, we don't yo. tell nobody like that. I'm gonna, movie go, I'm gonna go, like, I'm gonna go ahead since uh. Since Jimmy let his cat out the bag, my my we we did well. My nephew did that. 
Found out our great granddad ain't our great granddad. With the no, but wait, but wait, the boy across the street was. Oh, <laughs> yo, yo, yo. <laughs> How about oh. this one though? How about this one though? How about this one? So, so Michael found out that her her grandfather had a whole nother family, but and they had I think and I think I told y'all this. I'm not sure if I have, but he had like daughters on both sides, and he just named them the same thing. So his mistress had a bunch of daughters that was the same name as his like wife's oh. wife's kids. You know, why do like because that's not the first time I heard like that. He's a scoundrel. We just gonna duplicate the family. Like I ain't got time to be thinking all these names. Yo, <laughs> yo, so I was like, yo, we started finding all kinds of juicy stuff out. I was like, yo, funny thing is, when she first got it, I was like, I ain't looking at that stuff. She started giving me everybody tea. I felt just like a housewife for a minute. I was like, hold up, what you say? Yo, how <laughs> we even get here from Russell Westbrook? Oh, because dude told him to go I back. No, to I had no idea, yo. That's why we the greatest. Dude is... Uh, he filed a, lot, a lawsuit against the Jazz and Westbrook seeking a hundred million dollars in damages, and I think that's just hey, yo, his. Yo, a hundred M's. Yo, a hundred M's though. His girlfriend, I believe, has a separate lawsuit where she's looking for something crazy like that as well. So they just throwing some stuff against the wall to see if it sticks. Um, hey. <laughs> Like, come on, man. Because this is not, in my opinion, this is not a bad PR look for you. So don't, so nobody settle with this dude and give him what he's looking for. This is not a PR. Yeah, I'm gonna ask for a hundred M's. <laughs> Yo, know, they're a private organization. They don't want you to, to come in there like you, know, you know, get off their property. <laughs> All right. What else happened? Oh, that that's it. That's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah, let's move forward. Yeah, I mean, so we can talk about some stuff before we get out of here. All right, well, real quick, this date in sports history, on uh, December 19th, 1990, y'all man Bo Jackson, because Bo knows, he became the first athlete to be chosen for all-star games in two professional sports. And like everything we ever talk about with Bo Jackson, everything we ever watch, read, like dude is nothing short. The, you know, an amazing in the in the, the yeah. realm of sports, and what he hey, could have been athletically this. if he didn't have that, that devastating yo. hip injury. I I'm think a, a lot of people, back, like when people ask the question, "Who's the greatest athlete you've ever seen?" A lot of people I know still, still say Bo. It's still it's still Bo. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead, and he had a lot of accomplishments, but I'm gonna just go ahead and tell you what the greatest accomplishment was, and I think or feat. I think y'all will agree with me. Have y'all ever tried to break a Louisville slugger? Not not over your knee. Just try and break it. Just period. No, dog. Just nah, period. Not because I'm not, well, I'm not, for I'm not stupid. Man. I'm not about to say I'm not trying to go to the hospital. <laughs> Yo, my man used to get angry and break that bat over his knee. Yo, Yo what's, what's more impressive? What's more impressive, Bo Jackson or, or Deion Sanders? I mean, because Deion could... <sighs> Dion rap too though. Bo 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 can't rap, so he ain't no <laughs> Dion actually did. Dion actually did rap. You know what I'm saying? Dion got a Yo, hip song, but I'm gonna go ahead. But I'm also, go ahead Dion is probably the best contact. at his position. Yo, Bo huh? Bo had a biggie had a biggie discography, and Dion got a more extensive discography. I was gonna say the boy Jay Z, but I nah. 
He's got a more extensive discography, man. We don't know what Bo would have ended up being, man. Damn. Yo, I literally, I literally saw Dion get an interception, hop on the helicopter, and then steal two bases <laughs> in the same Ah, uh, Dion, it's Dion. I forgot. <laughs> all, yeah. all, all, all while having on a Sergio Tacchini with a bunch of gold chains around his neck, like. Yo, so not talking about having. He's saying he he ran the pick six back, ran through the tunnel, and then got on, the the tunnel, got on the helicopter. Got on the helicopter. With the ball mind in his you, hand, like you. Mind you, mind you, he didn't get his nickname from any of the sports we know him for, football, <laughs> baseball, or track. My man got the nickname because he did a windmill dunk. Yo, come on, man. Yo. <laughs> it's Dion. It's Dion. Just between them both. I know that. All right, so that's 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 this date in sports history, man. Um, as usual, man, when y'all when we're on the air, we're not on the air, y'all can browse. Just go to worldroomsports.com. If you want to call in and speak with us about NBA topics, because we're about to get into that down the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. Press 1 when prompted, but if you're already listening from your phone, just press 1 if you want to talk. What's going on in the, yeah, ass, the association? Let's talk about let's talk about this thing of ours. Do you or your business need a custom website? Hell yeah. Here's what you got to do. Hit up digitalextremetech.com. You got to have a website. Hell yeah. Your OnlyFans page is not qualified, ladies. It doesn't Yo, qualify. Your OnlyFans page does not qualify. Although I did see one on Twitter today that I almost paid that tag. No, no, anyway, um, but this is no. streamtech.com or call 267-205-4203. You tell them that War Room Sports sent you and you definitely will. You know, you get the, you get the hookup price. You know what I'm saying? Don't play the regular price. Get the hookup price. Are you are y'all watching the Milwaukee Bucks wrestling in the hallway prior to going out on the court? Yo, I didn't see it, but if you just said that, yo, they got to leave. It's still on. Turn the TNT. It's still on. <laughs> What's wrong with these oh, guys? They just went off. They were, like, throwing each other oh, yeah. off imaginary ropes and, all right, somebody tear their ACL for I the mean, game. Namely, Giannis, y'all going to be upset. But Anthony Davis, I mean, the footage of what he did in the locker room might be worse yeah. than anything ever, so... He be mud wrestling. I'm going to let them live based upon Anthony Davis' locker room behavior. You <laughs> hey, throw a clothes in the hallway. Yo, wait, wait, yeah. wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold up. Anthony Davis' locker room behavior, and he's on the team with a guy that has come out and grabbed a man's junk. Yo, what is Anthony Davis and Dwight doing, man? <laughs> Yo, Anthony Davis looked like he was. He looked like he was waiting for a, a gentleman to enter his sphincter, but I don't know what's going on now with him in the bowl, man. Like, and, and 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 look and look, Jimmy Blight, a Dwight will oblige. Yo, the funny thing Dwight about the whole Dwight thing is right, and this this is why like so Dwight has been no, on like, no, TV shows. He's been on. He's been on like. He's been on podcast. He's on Gilbert show. No, nobody asked him about that. Like he's never said what was he actually what, what was he how's he like explain that? Yo, he grabbed Isaiah Kanan's man. Just grabbed yeah, it he on the bench. He on the bench package pattern. Um <laughs> Yo, he grabbed yo, he grabbed his Skyview asked, asked who who made the song Turn Off the Radio. Turn off the radio. Turn off that bull spit. Uh that was um wasn't that public enemy? 
if, if we talk about the same version. Yeah, I don't know. No, no, Ice Cube. Ice Cube made one. Well, it's a couple of them. Ice Cube got one. Well, it's not. It's not public. I mean, it was Ice Cube, but also Dead Prez got a song called that. But I don't. I mean, unless you talking about somebody different. Oh yeah, the, the one. one yeah. America's Ice Cube, most. Yeah. Ice, Ice it was Cube. on America's Most. Yeah, America's Ice Most. That's Ice Cube. Turn off the radio. Yeah, tell him, Turn tell off the radio. Because that's the genre where you start out like a message to the Oreo cookie. Yo, Ice Cube yeah. Yeah. Yo, that album is fire. That album Shout out to Tracy Lee who tried to argue. Well, not trying to argue. He told me that that's the single greatest hip-hop album of all time. I don't know if I agree with that, but that album is definitely top five ten. Anyway, I'm about to say, um, he's telling you who I happen to know. You was like a stand of that album, but yeah, I'm pretty sure you don't agree with it. Yeah, it's, it's just too hard to call anything the, the greatest single greatest, like especially when it comes to albums because like it's just, it's you can't do that. Dramatic. Um, Plus, Illmatic exists. Yeah, damn. A message to the Oreo cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, cute. You spear chucking. Yo, cooking everybody and uh, do the right thing. Ghost wearing fried chicken and biscuit eating monkey ate bad book. Yo. Yo, boy said you spear chucking. Like, who he know what a spear? Come on, guys. <laughs> Come said, on, guys. He, anyway. As you said, I think they were from Philly. I don't know. The only, the only one we know is Cube. Oh. Yeah, we'll let's see. Talk about where, like, maybe Philly. maybe Cube sampled it from somewhere that we don't know about. Scott, you showing his age right now, man. He probably did it. <laughs> he did everything before yo. everybody. Yeah, that's true too. But yo, first thing we gotta talk about is the players of the week. One is LeBron, Raymond James. Um, I don't know if they gave him the player of the week for his play on the court or the fact that he went to his son's game, which is some like <laughs> the greatest thing ever. Um. Or uh, yeah. Bam, and the, se- the second player in the Eastern Conference is Bam. Ada, well, let me make sure I pronounce this right. Bam Adebayo. Adebayo, Adebayo, <laughs> and I want to say this Adebayo. right because I watched him play last night against the Sixers, and he was cooking Joel. And I was like, I gotta learn to say his name right because I feel like I'm gonna have to keep saying his name because this boy, I, I don't know where he got this game from. And I've heard Bam Adebayo, and he was boy he was, uh, was gonna be from, nice from Charlotte. I think they got they got they the early front runners for most improved player. Bam Adebayo averaged like eight and seven last year. Now he's averaging something like fifteen, ten, and and five. Um, just Yo. player of the week. It was a <laughs> they they were two and one last week, and he averaged twenty points, eleven point three rebounds, eight point seven assists, one point three steals. Um, remember, I had told you on the chat, I thought if the Sixers had pulled out that last game of the week, then I thought that Joel might be one of the front runners for the award, but they gave it to Bam out of bio. And then, like Jimmy said, Bam went out and immediately cooked and Joel. Bam, and Bam, 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 um, Bam doing yo, I know, I know, I know Riles, Riles was talking about Riles and D-Wade, like when they was on their boat doing their um, questionable things, they were talking about um, – Hit before the season started, they were saying that he's going to surprise a lot of folks. But I'm like, yo, y'all are both Miami Heat. Y'all supposed to say that, so I didn't pay that any mind at all. And then ball come out like a real game. He like a bootleg Siakam right now, because Siakam was bootleg a year ago, but he he, he legit now. So now he the new he, Siakam. Yo he, yo, he official. Siakam official. Like a ref with a whistle. Yo, man, but. <laughs> 
but 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 last night watching that game though, I ain't gonna front. I was impressed. I was like, yo, this boy is actually out here balling. Like his effort yeah. is crazy too. Like he he always he got a motor, as they like to say in the NBA. Yo, speaking of motor, yo, they replayed the um the Dennis Robin thirty for thirty the other day. That was a great yo, one. And they showed some of his highlights. What's wrong with this dude? Like yo. Especially in a, in an era now where you got like load managing, cats go half speed some games. The ball was on the beam every play, every game. Like what was wrong with him? Cause diving in the crowd and like yo, not quitting on plays where you should have quit. He said where you should have quit. <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna tell him he should have quit. Yo, yo, ball was out of control though. He was out of control, um, man. Before you move on, shout out to Raymond. Um, he averaged twenty eight point three points. 11 rebounds, 9.7 assists, 1.3 steals. The Lakers went 3-0. and And on his off day, he um, coincidentally saw his son play against his alma mater, St. Vincent St. Mary, on ESPN3. Um, and like I said, coincidentally, on the Lakers' day off. Um, shout out to Rich Paul and Mav Carter for setting <laughs> up that coincidence. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying without saying it, though. Yo, so, I, I, no, I dig LeBron. LeBron. I dig LeBron, the family man, man. It's always good to see somebody that involved Absolutely. in their in their seeds life. You know, FOH to the haters who be out there like LeBron, man. He be making it about himself. He be cheering too hard. Look, I, I'm just now this year. I haven't always done this, but I'm an assistant coach on my son's basketball team. And the oh, stuff shit. you can't see LeBron doing in the crowd, <laughs> I do that on the bench. So yeah. it's your it's your kid. You're supposed to be his biggest fan. Yeah. I ain't got no problem with that. Yo, what is a little irritating? I, now I, I, is, I salute, yeah. salute, salute to you because I don't know how you maintain your impartiality as a coach. Who said he, he does? Probably, impartiality. He, he probably doesn't. I'd be, on the bench, I'd be on the bench mentally keeping my son's statistics in my in my head. Like and and like I get up and cheer, it has to be out of line what I do. And I probably scare the other kids. So, you know, don't get young boy to hooping because it's gonna get scary. I can't Yo, help it. The, I, it's just like that. But you know, and I ain't looking for it's props. Crazy though. But it's crazy that LeBron get props for doing what parents do. <laughs> Yo, B. Austin, it's something B. Austin, it's funny because B. Austin told me this years ago, and I, it always stuck with me. I was talking about somebody, and B. Austin was like, yo, you giving the boy props for something he's supposed to do. And I was like, damn, he just cooked the shit up. <clears throat> he cooked me. I was like, he's right. Um, but that always stuck with me, like, yo, he's supposed to be there. And, but the fact of the matter is we're so effed up that when we see somebody doing something they were supposed to, that we celebrate it. But it is, it is still significant because not only – "Quote unquote," the black man, but the black athlete. How we've been portrayed. I yeah. said we, like I, I'm out there hooping. But anyway, um, <laughs> get, no, get back to the I mean, he's a, he's a good representative, man, and I appreciate the way he he's out there with his son. Like LeBron is uh, a. I, I, I respect. He's actually, I respect. He's actually inspiring me to to, to make up a, a corny handshake with my boy. <laughs> I, I, I got a, I got a corny, I got a corny little handshake with mine. But I was, I was asking, I was asking you about impartiality because as he gets older, I'll be on the joint trying to give equal and fair playing time when I do have to stand in, uh, which I have at some of my son's 
matches. I, I be failing, man. I don't take boy out of the game. <laughs> no, <laughs> later, I, yo. You know, you know, I'm consistent. So when this ball get ejected, because he will one day, because he a fiery coach, then I might have to step in. But you know, for now, I don't even do the, I don't, I don't do the substitution patterns or nothing like that. But um, yo, Dev gonna say yo, everybody, yo, pass the yo, ball to Chase. Everybody pass the ball to Chase. That's, yo, that's gonna be yo, and I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you something else that happened. Uh, on Jimmy and young, and young bull, and young bull, and young bull ball. They give fair and equal playing time, or they try to, to the bums. Uh, I, don't, I don't believe in that. Hey, I, I'm, bums. I'm trying. Yeah, there's bums. Dad, I feel you on that. Uh, Some people don't know uh, the kids don't belong on that level, and yo, then coaches be scared to cut these yo. And And fortunately, he's reached, a, he's reached a level where there really isn't too much bummed them around anymore. But when there was, if I'm involved in any of the coaching, especially the subs, Yo, you kid yeah. not playing. Yo, I'm trying to win. I don't know, I really know how to. Even at eight year old man, eight years old man, bums be in the way. Um, bums be in the way. Yo, real quick though, about Brian, yo, I, I, I want to give, give a um a shout out. I want to give a shout out to Savannah because she was like maintaining her composure that whole game. But when it got to the end, and um, by the way, Brian hit the game winner, which is crazy. When he hit the game winner, you see like the hook came out of it. He's better than his dad already. Yo, I was dying. Yeah. He hit the game winner, and you, Dev, you see, what you, did you read her lips? What she said, "Oh yeah, Savannah be letting one of them She let it fly. She was like, "That's yeah. what the." She said, "That's what the." You know what I'm talking about? I was like, "Okay." Mm-hmm. She got hype. So mm-hmm. shout out to her. But also back to Brian though on the court. Yo, why is Brian averaging 11 assists a game? Because he's he playing because he's hard now. We always have Y'all act like I was y'all act like I was out of pocket for saying dude should can he should average a triple double. It shouldn't have been just right. Because you was. There's always something that's Yo, gonna two take. People average a triple double in the history of the game. How are you gonna say somebody right. should do something that only two people have ever done? But listen, it's always gonna be something that takes him a little bit away from that mix. When he was, you know, point forward, most of the time, you know, he didn't have the ball in his hand all the time to get double figures and assists. Now that he's playing right. full-time point guard, he's not getting his 10 assists because he's farther away from the basket. But he's almost You mean there. rebounds. And, and, and rebounds. And rebounds because he's too far away from the basket. But look, speaking of LeBron, man, the, the quote of the week um, is from Kevin Garnett. And the quote goes, and I quote, <laughs> we broke LeBron. Now, he said this in an interview with Bill Simmons talking about when he was a part of the Celtics big three and he claims that he ran LeBron off to Miami to team up with Dwayne Wade <laughs> and, and, and Chris Bosh. What are your thoughts on that? When, yo, when they yo, say that, here's my no, they, they think that they're referring to that game five um, in the 20, that the 2010 playoffs, 20, 20, 2009 playoffs, I believe game five, when everybody says LeBron quit, when he was visibly you know kind of out of it at the end of the you game. Know what, you know what I respect a lot about Fed, a.k.a. the hoop earring dude, as our beloved brother Jimmy likes to call the greatest of all time? He did keep a cadre of people around him that weren't yes-men to protect him from certain things like this. He's slipping up a little bit in his old age, as we saw he, he went at uh, – Del Curry's little boy. But, yo, 
even if I would examine that statement and and be able to kind of get behind it, yo, yeah. you're yo, tripping. You can't you can't say that, man. Yo, here's you can't, my perspective. You can't say that, man. First yo, of all, you out of first pocket of and out of control. KG need to learn to speak English for one. For two, like, <laughs> for two, like, yo, you got robbed of seventy-seven million, so your, your your word don't mean nothing. But even beyond that, right? Getting to what he said, it, it's crazy to me because this Celtics team just bothers me. All of them. It's not just KG. Yeah. Yo, you would think they, 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 they won about five or six chips the way they talk. They talk as if they had this dynasty that like you know dominated an entire decade. Like, dude, so. Which is why our episode is named the way it's named. <laughs> Go to no, the site and check it out. It's like, dude. It's like, it's like, dude. If if y'all ran him off, then I guess like Kobe and Powell ran y'all off. Like F O H, man. Like, listen, Jim, come on, man. The, the, the quote unquote swagger they walk around with. You know, you said it seemed like they ran off four or five championships. Yo, I never thought I said this. I would say this. Yo, they're worse than the Pistons. I'm not talking about bad. I'm talking about no, the I know you're talking about one, one championship and talk like they got three. Yo, this Celtics team, they do walk around like they got five, six chips. Um, and they only no. won one. They have reunions. They have now, reunions. Thing, and we're going to commemorate and meet up. And, and it's I a think big it was deal. Kinda, yo, yo it was and we are not invited. <laughs> the main reason why LeBron. You know, and the and the Cavs couldn't get out, but they weren't the only reason because you know, remember they lost to Dwight Howard and the Magic as well. Yeah. Um. So you know, there's truth in what he's saying. Like LeBron had, he went and regrouped and got his guys. He came back, and that's what I'm saying. But but Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, who's on TV every day now, like they have this unhealthy obsession, this almost fixation. With LeBron James, and it's like at this point he's accomplished more than both of y'all probably put together. So the way that y'all try to walk around, you look worse. Always having something yo. negative to say about this dude. Yo, yeah. yo people yo. take the approach and big up everybody that you had to go through back in that time <laughs> because it makes you look better. You know Shout what out I mean? to exactly. Shout out to Doctor Bay. No, no, I learned that. The last thing I want to say is. And I, and I complained yeah, about like, Kobe like, in retirement. Bum, like, getting away was nice. <laughs> yo, yo. As much as I um, slander said, that is the one single thing that I give, like, him and even his generation, because Magic and Bird do it too. Um, they don't walk around talking about how great they are. Like, yeah. Magic and Bird both big up the younger guys. And and Mike don't say pretty much nothing. Like he lets Magic everybody else tell you how Magic great he is. Pull off each other too much to call off. Yo, they yeah, just, they, they just yeah they just talk about each other. But what I'm saying is a lot of times when you 69. do that, the, the, because when you do that, the other guy has to talk about no no actually no you're great. But what I'm saying is you still allow the other person to talk about how great you are. Right. It's like dudes from the the next generation like have to constantly Yo. remind us, with the exception Yo. with the exception of Tim Duncan because he don't talk at all. So, and, right. and KG had a lot like he was still saying how and Bo, yeah, you're like, right, Bubba too. AI Bubba don't care about how Bubba good he is. AI AI big up the younger AI comes from the old cloth, man. AI old school. We got a rule, but KG was saying in that same interview how, you know, he still don't bang with that heat team. He was like he interviewed uh D Wade on the show just because he was doing his job. 
But there was an understanding there that he really don't bang with him like that. I'm like, dude, it's over. You about to go no, into the and hall. and y'all didn't have that big of a rivalry though. And, yo, and you didn't have that big of a run. And I never thought I would defend Ray Allen gay ass, but yo, he got more. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yo, we got a roll, yo. Yo, right. the only thing I hate about Twitch is it always brings up that the false narrative that Celtics got together like the Heat. We'll talk about that another time. <laughs> yo, thank you everybody for joining us in the war room. We have to run because uh, yo, they drawing. Catch everything we do on warroomsports.com. Shout out to Gus Griffin. Shout out to Fred Purdue. To the next week. Live right here on demand. Catch our uh, podcast network online. You can find everything at the hub of warroomsports.com, all of our social media, all of our content. Get my book, Sports to Book, at sportstobook.com or warroomsports.com at the hub. Until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on top. And don't call me Playboy when I'm not www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.